Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And joining us now, former Smoky Mountain Wrestling Champion, author, podcast host, and YouTube personality, Bobby Blaze. What's happening, Bobby? Hey, Professor, man. Not much happening. Just glad to be back on the airwaves, man, bringing our podcast worldwide, baby. Mm-hmm. We've got a good one this week, and I've been looking forward to it because we had such a fun, fun time last week, man, with the movie stars and Hollywood stars and stuff. It was a really fun episode. Things have just been picking up here at the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast, so uh, oh, yeah. good to be back on the air, man. Oh, yeah, it is. You know... Bobby, I, I just want to talk about a couple things real quick before we get too far into this. You know what I hate in life is like when you, you meet people and you like bring them back to your place and they put their goddamn shoes on your futon. That just it drives me nuts, and I just wanted to share that. Yeah, man, you got to take them shoes off, Melanie. Yeah, it just it's not right, Melanie. But anyhow, but you better have some good looking feet. I'm gonna tell you that too. I'm a foot guy. I'm no, a leg man. This is you know what perfect legs are, don't you? Uh, what what is that, Bobby? Feet on one end, pussy on the other. <laughs> Melody, get your shoes off the futon <laughs> That is a very, very valid point Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 55 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze Bobby, what are we talking about this week? Hey man, we're talking about catchphrases this week My brother, he suggested it, uh, he sent it to me through Twitter See, it comes from all kinds of fans, man, where we get these topics from Yeah, we're doing catchphrases But he also sent me an article by, by Mike Moneyham from the Post and Time newspaper And it just had a great article Mike's articles are always great He always treats the business with such respect So yeah, we're going to do catchphrases this week And we've got kind of back into our top ten format How we're going to do it And we've got some damn good ones, man So yeah Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in here And yeah, we need to take a little break from the top ten format there for a bit Just just because we've been doing it for a little over a year And it was kind of We needed to expand a little bit and see what else we could do And now, now it's back And I'm glad to yeah. see it back Yeah. Before we get started, let's do this real quick I know you've been talking to uh, Mike and the boys over at Booking the Territory what, What's going on with them these days? Yeah, let's give a shout out there to... Uh... I spoke to Mike Mills. We've done an interview the other day over on Booking the Territory. I'm getting ready to, where they're following Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I'm getting ready to win the Heavyweight Championship title there from Jerry to King Lawler. It's not out yet for the regular listeners of Booking the Territory, but Mike told me if you're a Patreon member of Booking the Territory, he's already let it drop, and it's a real good interview. Mike and I just sit around and bullshitted about it for about 45 minutes, um, just me talking about the buildup and, and the time it took place. Not going to give anything away, but if you're a Patreon member over on uh, Booking the Territory, you've probably already heard it because I've had about three or four people uh, contact me and say it turned out to be a really good interview. So, uh, and I'll let you folks know when it does air on the other, you know, on his podcast. But right now, it's the whole deal with them. Patreon members already heard it, man. Uh, something about that Patreon, Jeremy, and I'm just going to kind of throw it back to you. Oh, sure. Well, Bobby, uh, a little, little secret uh, that I'm letting out of the bag tonight. I haven't completed everything yet. But we do have a Patreon page set up now, and you can find it by awesome. going, yeah, by going to Patreon.com/slash/BellToBellBlaze. I have the tiers worked out, and what each tier is going to cost to get into. I still need to write out what the benefits and bonuses and whatnot that you get along the way. But tier one is going to be the fan tier, one dollar a month. You get a warm, fuzzy feeling. We like you, you like us, and everybody's happy. Tier two is a two dollar a month tier. That's the Jabroni tier. Uh, mm. At the Jabroni tier, you get the professional level. Yeah, well, so you go from Jabroni at two bucks a month, and then the next level is the professional for five dollars a month. After that, at ten dollars a month, you get a regional champion. You get to name your own region that you are champion of. That one's unlimited. As many people can buy into that one. You want the next year is at $25 a month continental championship. There's only going to be seven of these, and we're going to assign you what continent you are champion of. 
after that. Well, that is un- unless, you know, you're the first one to buy it or the first couple to buy it and they're open and then you can just pick what you want. The last, last year we're going to have is going to be $50 a month. It's going to be the world champion level. There's only going to be one of those spots. Now I'm writing right out, the, on, yeah, I'm writing out the benefits. There's going to be books and t-shirts and discord access and call-in shows and bonus episodes, blah, 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 blah. But I'm still writing out what the benefits are, but go over there, check it out. Take a look, see if there's anything that that interests you there that you can help support the show and get something out of. Great. I'm glad you're coming up with these things, man. So we're going to have us a Patreon page uh, starting at $1, $2, $5, 10 25 up to 50 mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just helps to support the show. Uh, like I said, a lot of people do like the show just by getting that, for, uh, that, that warm, fuzzy feeling, man, you yep. know. So, uh, good deal. Good, yep. good stuff coming, folks. Yep. And, well, um, you know, before we, the, well, before ahead. we, we, before we jump into the next thing, Bobby, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us on YouTube now as well? That, that's what I was going to say, oh. actually. Uh, Texas included in that. I wanted to say, yes, folks, if you, you've been following our YouTube page, it is blowing up and we appreciate it. Texas has been down there with the, uh, in the Carolinas with the, uh, hurricane relief. Uh, been doing a lot of work driving up and down I 95 and doing this and doing that. So he wanted me to uh, send out his apologies, even though there's no apology required here, uh, because he's doing something really good, helping a lot of people out. Um, but there's going to be more videos, probably starting tonight in the next few days, because um, he did, he's going to put them up on YouTube, and we're doing football players right now, and I think there's uh, four of them already up there, so there's another six of the football player ones. Uh, you have got to record the uh, West Texas State one, mm-hmm. and then we've got uh, several other ones in the can already. So follow us on YouTube. At uh, tinyurl backslash dot com backslash bbbb video and support us over there. Subscribe. Go ahead and like the video. Give us that thumbs up. You know, make sure you subscribe. We've got six thousand subscribers. And man, if you go in and look, uh, there's some really good topics. We got the badasses. We got the uh, commentators. We got the girls. And like I said, right now we're going through football players that became professional wrestlers, and we have a whole lot more new content coming up. It's tinyurl dot com backslash bbb video over on the YouTube channel. That's right. Uh, so, and yeah. thank you, Tex. Yeah, thanks, Tex. And, you know, he does a lot of... That, that guy's the hardest working guy in our show. I sometimes feel bad that we keep him locked in the uh, the boiler room. But, you know... <laughs> I him, like the- uh, He does. He, he's kind of into it. So, I mean, I guess I don't feel that bad about it. Well, Bobby, <laughs> let's, um, let's start getting on topic here and let's talk about catchphrases. But uh, as we do with every one of our top ten lists, we can't fit everybody in there, so we always have a couple honorable mentions. You want to go through yours? Yeah, sure. Um, well, my honorable mentions, I had one of them. I had a couple people send this one in. This is for the old uh, uh, Memphis fans, probably more than anyone. It was Austin Idol, man. He was a woman's pet men's regret. He had that Las Vegas leg lock, daddy. He had the Las Vegas leg lock, man. Instead of the figure four, Austin Idol put a little snappy touch to it. You know, hey, man, it's the Las Vegas leg lock. So that was, that was one of my honorable mentions. Um, okay, so my next one is, man, I, I, I got to know a long time ago, hell of a good dude, man. Uh, old Road Dog coming out there. Oh, you didn't know? So I like that with DX, man. Brian's voice coming across on that. Oh, you didn't know. That's just, I don't know. It could have probably made this top ten list, but it didn't. So I'll tell you folks how daggum good this top ten list is going to be today. Mm-hmm. So that's my two right there, Professor. All right, so I'm going to go, i got to go a little bit old school, because I'm going to go back to, like, one of the original catchphrases, and I'm going to go with Freddie Blassie's use of Pencil Neck Geek, uh, ah. a fantastic cut down on anybody. It was such a popular saying back in his day that they actually recorded a song with him yeah. using that phrase. That was always a good one. Also, my last one, 
that I'm going to go with as my honorable mention is uh, Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Now, holla if you hear me. Scott Steiner, when he when he nailed that phrase, man, he took his character to a whole new level. And, uh, you know, he had a bunch of them, too. The only things I care about are my freaks and my peaks. I mean, he when he created this character, I, I have to think that this is who he really was the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was really Scott Steiner, and he'd just been kind of sitting on this guy with his, you know, his clean-cut college image. And then the real Scott Steiner, Big Papa Punk, came out, found these catchphrases, and went to the moon with them. And that big, bad booty daddy. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, the scenery kind of changed around those times, too, because I was there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, all you freaks out there, that's a good one, man. Holla. Good one. Good yep. one. That's four honorable mentions right there that could have easily made this top ten list. So, with that said, Jeremy, you want to go into the top ten? I do. I do, indeed. You okay. want to start or you want me to start? I sure will. I'll start. Um, it's for all you just uh, mid-south, old-school, southern just, uh, whoo, mercy daddy. The boogie woogie man, handsome Jimmy Valiant, man. He'd had that, whoo, mercy daddy. He'd come out there shaking and dancing, shucking and jiving, you know, man. He just, would it be on Crockett TV or Memphis TV or at the arena or whatever? I think his book's even called, Woo, Mercy Daddy, you know. I'm, and, I'm uh, pretty sure it man, is. One sweet man. He's just a sweet guy, man. And uh, like I said, he was out there uh, shucking and jiving way back when. Hell, he got up and uh, danced on stage with Bob Seger one time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he brought all that heat down there in um uh to, to memphis to to mofo town you know to to jerry the kingfish uh lala you know so uh had to put that one on the list it was a last minute call and you thought i probably thought of it i had it on the list but i kind of put it to the side jeremy said you know bobby i think that needs to be in the top 10 why don't you introduce it as i just did so woo mercy daddy <laughs> yeah he you know he was he was was he still is he's still out there he's still doing his thing working shows and whatnot that guy could run a microphone like nobody's damn business though he i yeah. mean he really could i mean whether it was his you know the boogeyman is low whatever he was doing <laughs> was just great on on the mic and you know that mercy daddy was like like every in between every sentence he'd clap his hands yeah. and say that it was just yeah great stuff uh, it definitely is the, the stuff like that is what I am missing from wrestling TV these days. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? He's a fan of the Bell to Bell Bobby Blaze podcast. He's cut a couple promos for us and sent yes. them to us via text, man. Yes, he so, has. Hey, you know what? Just thought of this. Hmm. Sheila, if you're listening, <laughs> watch yourself. As Tex, uh, Tex, you better watch her around the boogeyman because yep. he likes her a lot. And if you're oh. not familiar with it, uh, yeah, the boogeyman likes old Tex's wife, Sheila, there. So we'll give Sheila a shout on this yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. Free, free of charge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I was always <laughs> thinking that, too. It's like, oh, Tex, watch out, man. Yeah, because he, he's put that on the front of our YouTube channel sometime on a bumper there, man. And, whoo, you got to watch out. Like you mm-hmm. said, have mercy, daddy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Let's move on to number nine, man. Well, number nine and I, you know, this one is, I would say, probably one of the most consequential phrases in pro wrestling. But uh, a little, a little guy, kind of obscure. Maybe you've never heard of Hulk Hogan. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, what you gonna do, brother? Uh, yeah. Come on. He ended every every interview for thirty years with that phrase. You know? Yeah. And, brother. Yeah. What yeah. you gonna do, brother? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, man with the know, largest pythons in the world. Yeah. And just. Yeah. You can't, again, you can't have any top 10 list and not have something from Hulk Hogan on there, man. Cause the guy, he just knew how to do it, obviously, man. And he changed the face of wrestling. We've talked about it before and uh, coming out there and is ripping his shirt off and the whole Hulkamania thing. And, 
and just, you know, then like you said, it, everyone's brother and internet with what you're going to do, you know. And also, uh, we tried to keep this list, just so everyone knows. On our top ten, we kind of gave it to a little bit of everyone. We didn't go down a memory lane with uh, ten from this guy or five from this guy and two from this guy. We kept it at one person, and we said no list is complete without Hulk Hogan on it. And everyone knows that his catchphrase had to be, what you going to do, you know, when Hulkamania runs wild on you, brother? Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't do a good Hulk Hogan voice, but I'm just saying we had to have him on this list. And uh, I know you wrote it, uh, I wrote it, and, and, and Tex wrote it. So, And um, I'm sure one of our fans probably, if not more, sent that in to us as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, you just, yeah, like you're saying, even though it's kind of easy to hate on Hulk Hogan for being a shitty wrestler or whatever, blah, 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 he was consequential to pro wrestling. Uh, Him jumping ship from, you know, not being able to get the title off of uh, Bockwinkle and jumping ship to the WWF is what set the destruction of every other territory in pro wrestling. And, And every word he said was probably some of the most consequential stuff ever said in pro wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. And good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Why don't you do number eight? Because uh, I know this uh, means a lot to you. Uh, you was a fan of them, and we talked about this way back when the T-shirt uh, gimmick wars were going on. So mm-hmm. I'll let you introduce number eight. What's that? Well, number eight is going to be the NWO using the phrase "too sweet" with the little like rocker horns and everybody putting their hands in the center. <laughs> Because even up to recently, the Bullet Club was still using this as a, as a catchphrase, and it all started with the NWO. Right on, man. Yeah. Now, I was there when that was going on. They started that Wolf Pack and NWO and all that stuff, man. It's just one of those things. Uh, uh, I guess I couldn't pitch that high voice though. I say too sweet or whatever. <laughs> How yeah. The hell they, I'm, I'm a know, little I'm that, a little too bassy for that myself. Yeah, you know? myself too. Uh, but yeah, they pinch the finger together, do the horns or what have you. You know. Uh, but it got over, man. It got mm-hmm. over. And we, again, it's one of those things. You can't have a top ten list of catchphrases and not have something that someone in the NWO didn't say, you know, on this list. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good one, man. That's a real good one to put well, on there. And you know where I keep coming back to that is the NWO was the first time pro wrestling was cool, you know. Mm. And, and the guys like Stone Cold and everybody else who were cool, it was growing on them. They were standing on their shoulders, you know. Yeah. So, yep. You're right, man. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, hey, um, on top of being a podcast host, uh, pro wrestler, former world champion, uh, American junior heavyweight champion, and uh, WCW employee, I hear you also like to write books. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I'm working on them. I've got two books, actually. You know, you can get uh, my my first book, man, is uh, Pin Me, Pay Me. I kicked out on two. No, fuck, I'm getting all fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. I, don't wanna, I don't need any notes in front of me. I, um, I kicked my microphone. I'm trying to use a different microphone this week, if you haven't noticed. Uh, it's one that's easy to kick. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I've got Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Booth, Will Travel as my first book. You can get it at tinyurl.com backslash blazebook1. Now, the reason I mentioned the tinyurl, these books are available on Amazon, folks, but if you go through these tiny URLs, I'm going to throw it at you. Uh, the show gets a little bit of kickback, and it helps sponsor the show a little bit, and every show out there can use a little bit of kickback, especially if you like the show, show, show some support to it. So, pin me, pay me, have boots, we'll travel. It has 102 uh, reviews, averaging out to about 4.5. Um, it's on Goodreads, and again, you can get it on tinyurl.com backslash blazebook1. My second book is called I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. You can also get that on Amazon, but here's the shortcut, folks. Help the show get a little bit of kickback. 
That's tinyurl.com backslash blaze book two. So it's real simple. If you're familiar with the tiny URLs, it's just tinyurl.com backslash blaze book one or tinyurl.com backslash blaze book two. The books cost you the same. Uh, they're doing really good on uh, uh, Amazon right now, and the show gets a little bit of kickback on that. I'm not even aware how much it is, but here's the good thing. We all smile because I get a little bit of a pick kickback from selling the book. Jeremy and the show that we do together to pay for co-hosting fees and hosting fees gets a little kickback, and we like that. And also, guess what? You get a pretty good book. Uh, both of them, from what I hear, you know, uh, not going to, you know, be out here to talk in catchphrases. Uh, not necessarily catchphrase. Not out here to toot my own horn, but anyway, out there. <laughs> Art, there you go, Arn and Buddy. Uh, I heard both of them said that. But anyway, yeah, um, they're getting, they got pretty good reviews on there. And if you already own a copy, hell, get someone a copy. Uh, Christmas will be up here before you know it. Get, get a friend a copy of the book, especially a pro wrestling fan in your in your family or, or friend list or whatever. TinyRL.com backslash Book 1. Tiny URL.com backslash blaze book two and that's that jeremy and i'm working on book three i hope <laughs> well, well I, I know I, i'm working on it i hope i get it done how's that <laughs> yeah that's that that probably wraps it up we know you're yeah. working on it yeah yeah um yeah. yeah i've read both books obviously uh that's part of how you and i met yeah. so yeah great books if you haven't read them read them if you have read them and you got friends who are into pro wrestling classic pro wrestling want to hear great behind the scenes stories Buy your friends a copy of this book. You know what? Buy them and donate them to your local library, who I'm sure needs good books donated to them. You know, I, hell of a night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I like that idea. Actually, the local library here in Ashland does have a copy of Pin Me, Pay Me. Um, one of the other branch uh, libraries has a copy of my second book. I think there's three branches this in, in, in my county alone. So, yeah, there's other libraries that need those books. And um, so... Yeah, get out. That's a good idea. And I go mm -hmm. to the library quite a bit myself, being a, a, a reader. So, uh, um, anyway, can you dig it, sucker? That's yeah. number seven. I hope I didn't blow your ears out there, but man, I was stoked to say this one because, man, number seven is Booker T. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. You know what I'm saying, man? Mm -hmm. And can you dig it, sucker? And man, what a good guy Booker T was. Good heart, man, and a hell of an athlete out there in the ring doing yep. that spin a Rooney and the axe kick. And, man, he had a hell of a good body, had a hell of a good wrestling ability and athletic ability, and he could talk, man. So he had all the ingredients we've talked about here and there on the podcast about the ingredients that make a good cake. These are ingredients that make a good professional wrestler. And he had all three of them, man, because brother could talk. So can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Booker T., I think has one of the most incredible stories as a star to come out of wrestling. Uh, yeah. get, get past his, you know, I mean, yeah, it's pretty incredible that a guy can go from being a jailbird and then still straighten his shit out and kind of, you know, pull his life together. But go from being a tag team wrestler that first started off as like a semi-racist gimmick in the South, then go to, you know, the Harlem Heat becoming Harlem, you know, from Bowen Kane to Booker T and Stevie Ray to Booker T single star to Booker T single star who jumped ship to WWF with the buyout and still managed to get himself over. Yeah. He's yeah. A, a hell of an actor. Um, you know, I mean, just like his ability to play comedic or play badass or whatever they need him to do, he does. Yeah. Hell, hell of an athlete. Good solid look to him. Um, he kind of became WCW's answer to the rock there for a minute too. And, and can you dig it, sucker? Is one of my favorite sayings from a movie, too, Bobby. Oh yeah. Do you know the movie? Uh, lay it on me, Jack. Warriors. <laughs> Cyrus at the Warriors, beginning. Yeah. Can you come out to play? Yeah. 
and he's out there doing that speech in the park, and it's yep. like, can you dig it, suckers? Yeah, yep. good, good that's, recall, man. That's where that came from. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, hell of a good movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Ajax and the Boys. But Cyrus said it. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right, man. Good recall. We're still in the Hollywood mold, man. Damn. Yep. Well, you know, you know <laughs> me. I'm podcast. I'm I'm a movie nerd, man. I I hold on to this little shit forever, you know. Yeah, well, that's a great recall right there, man. So there you go. Can you dig it, sucker? Uh-huh. Good one, man. Well, let's go to number six, I guess. Well, number um, six, hold on, this will be a fun one, because you had a run-in with this guy. Literally had a run-in with him, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. my <laughs> old man, and Bobby Blaze, about had a double knockout right there in the bathroom floor, yep, uh-huh, so, oh, yeah, most people's going to know him, talk about the macho man, and if you haven't heard it before, basically, we was in a locker room at some arena somewhere, I want to say we was probably up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, or somewhere, and I went in there to use the restroom, you know, and the damn floor was flooded. I don't know if it was piss or if it was water. I don't care, but it's pretty much flooded. I about took a butt, but I didn't. I, I did my business. I went over to wash my hands. I turned. As soon as I turned to open the door, as I'm pulling, because I'm on the inside, someone on the outside's pushing. And as soon as they pushed and I pulled, they came right through. And it was the macho man. And he was sliding around trying to say something like, you know, what, the floor's wet. No, no time, you know, but... But basically, we both got about done the double knockout right there because of that slick floor. And I'm holding the door handle, and he probably, I guess, grabbed the sink in the door. And and as soon as we made eye contact, and we neither one of us fell, but he goes, "Oh yeah, the Macho Man and Bobby Blaze about doing a double knockout right there in the bathroom floor." And man, I just started cracking up. And I went over and sat down, and then uh, a couple of the Armstrong was sitting. I goes, "What's that about?" I go, "Man, I go." <laughs> Me and him about headbutted each other, just walking through the door. That bathroom floor is flooded in there. They thought something was going on because they heard him raise his voice. It was all in good fun. They just didn't know what was happening. I, but but the way he said it, because he spoke himself and spoke about himself in the third person, just like he would in an interview. You know, he said, "Oh yeah, the Macho Man and Bobby Blake. But uh, yeah, so oh yeah comes in there, man. That's a good one because he 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 tied a lot of stuff like you were saying with the Hogan. What you gonna do? You know, mm-hmm. he uh, Macho Man put that oh yeah on so many other ones. You know, like uh, the the other one that more people know about than the bathroom bump, and as you know, oh yeah, snap into a Slim Jim. You know, so yep. Yep. you put them all out there. Uh, but yeah, that oh yeah, man, that's that's got to be on that list. And and I don't know how you don't have a list in professional wrestling without mentioning the Macho Man anyway. <laughs> Well, he's got to be on there, uh, you know, even if it's something as simple as, oh, yeah, if you want to go find a specific speech to crib something out of. Right, yeah. Macho Man was probably the most intense individual ever in pro wrestling. He yeah, looks he looks like he's about to jump out of his own body and whip somebody's ass every moment. Yeah, yeah, he was intense. That's the best word you can use to yep. describe him, man. And, uh, you know, he got that name when he played baseball. Yep. You know, he, 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 the Macho Man was one thing. But that that savage, you know, he just he he just a beast, you know. As you said, a macho man though, because he just whacked that ball. And, uh, he played in several professional, uh, including the Cincinnati Reds organization, on the up and coming, and and worked some here and there. And eventually, you know, that wrestling came through for him, man. And and thankfully for that, that we had the macho man, because what a character. Uh, one of the greatest characters of all time, professional wrestling man. And he he has to make our list, like I said, in a tremendous fucking physique. Always had a good, good uh, interview mm-hmm. with the old yeah and everybody else. Like you said, you can tag anything else along with that. And also incredible work rate out there in the ring. He just yep. busted his ass. He's out there. He just, 
he would do everything, you know, jumping over that top rope, jumping to the top rope. Uh, you know, he'd done the, he'd go from that top rope from the ring over the top rope. Oh, yeah. touching to, he would go from the turnbuckle, uh, onto the floor at double axe handle, you know, and then of course that big elbow drop off the top, you know, that's an old yell moment right there, man. He's just a tremendous athlete. Well, so, yeah. his, his elbow drop. I remember just the first couple times I saw him where he hit somebody all the way across the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and if I don't, I mean, if I'm wrong, let me know, but didn't the WWF use a 20 foot ring back then? Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. They did. So that was a hell of a jump that he did. One of his other things that he would do is where he'd grab a guy and then run and then jump and clear the top rope and then clothesline them on the top rope on his way out of the ring. Yeah. Good that, job. that guy was a hell of an athlete and I don't think he ever got the credit. And Bobby, before we move on to our next spot, I'm going to suggest that pretty soon here we do a top 10 reasons we love Macho Man Randy Savage. I like that. Fans, hit us up. <laughs> hit Jeremy up at the Geekest Cast. Hit me up at BobbyBlaze744. Or hit us up at bell to bell Blaze on Twitter. And uh, let us know what you think about that. Because you know what? I'm on. I'll say this, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Let's do it, man. Yep. Top I, 10 reasons why we love the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I good think, one. Good I think call, that's a good one. All right. Well, I'm going to move to number five now. And, yes. uh, this person has their own top ten. Mm-hmm. We, uh, Didn't we mean to interrupt. No, no, no. We left him off of a list one time, both to our own chagrin, <laughs> and came back and said, you know what, we, we got to do a whole show about him now. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to go with, as far as one of his greatest, maybe funniest catchphrases, Funky like a monkey. Dusty. Funky like a monkey, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. Hey. I, I believe it was Funky like a monkey in 1987, uh, I believe was okay. the year. Yeah. Um, but Dusty, everything Dusty said was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, we didn't put him on a podcast top 10. A fan wrote us. And next thing you know, we both realized it, that we fucked up. Mm-hmm. And we came out for our top 10 reasons we love Dusty Rhodes. And that's episode number four. And it was at, a, at one time, it was our most popular episode. But uh, so, yeah, we do take fan suggestions and we we had several of his quotes, just so you know, uh, but this is catchphrases. So he has some great sayings, you know, I won't go in all of them. Not going to give you, you've already heard them, whatever. We're going to stick with this one here, though. Let's get funky like a monkey, daddy, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one right there, Professor. That's a real good one. Yeah, I believe that's, um, that's still on shirts and stuff to this day, I'm pretty certain. Uh, probably is, yeah. probably is. Well, let's move on to Prime. Jeremy, do you like your Amazon Prime I love my Amazon Prime, Bobby. Tell me about it. Well, I I can tell you, (laughs) Amazon Prime, uh, you can buy just about anything. It shows up, depending on where you live, it can be as quick as a couple hours to two days, which is the standard, is two-day free delivery. If you have Prime and you buy clothes and they don't fit, it's a free return. You don't have to pay any restocking fee, no bullshit, no screwing around. Buy the clothes, try them on in your own home. They don't work. You send them back, no questions asked, no problems. Okay. Amazon Prime, you get your books, you get free streaming, you get free streaming music. You can get everything you need to live your normal life on Amazon. You can get toilet paper, you can get toothpaste, you can get uh, cleaning supplies, you can get clothing, books, movies. You know what else you can get on Amazon Prime, Bobby? What? You can get a futon on Amazon Prime. That's right, a futon. <laughs> you don't have to sleep on the floor anymore because of Amazon Prime. What do you think about that? I think it's great, and I'll tell you what, if you go to tinyurl.com backslash Prime, you can get a 30 free day trial won't cost you a damn dime to do it you just sign up give it a try for 30 days and i bet you like it if you do that by going to tinyurl.com backslash 
BB Tri Prime. Uh, the show gets a little bit of kickback. And once again, we're not out here begging and bumming and this and that. We're trying to give you a good service. And I'm telling you, this is something, if I didn't believe in it, uh, I have Prime. I love my Prime. And I think you will, too, or I wouldn't be sitting here telling you. You ought to give it at least a free 30-day trial and just, just use our tiny rail and uh, do that. And it's, that way you can help support our show just a little bit. And, um, you know, hey, we're all just uh, fans and friends, and we're out here in podcast land doing our thing. And uh, Jeremy and I both love Prime, and uh, I wouldn't bullshit you on it. Uh, I get stuff sent through there. I'm in a one-day delivery apparently now because I've been getting stuff like that. I save on my shipping. It's worth my my fee uh, to get whatever the hell I need uh, off of there, and I use it all the time. Again, it's tinyurl.com backslash BB. Try Prime and give it a go, man. You don't have anything to lose. Uh, then you're helping the show. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what else you can get on there? You could get a metal chair and use it for some plunda, drop an elbow, get the three count, grab your title belt, hit the pay window, and go home. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking of catchphrases, hey, you know what else you could probably get on, on, on Amazon Prime? You could probably get a replica title belt and then wear it to a wrestling show and then have to defend it. I think that's another <laughs> thing you could do there. You probably could. Yeah. You probably could. And if you do that, you know what'll happen? Hmm. What's that, Bobby? You'll get to be called a jabroni or a goof. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that, it on the wall, people. Yeah. Get it autographed or whatever you're going to do with it, but don't go around wearing it. <laughs> don't throw it over your shoulder. That, get it autographed <laughs> and put it on your wall. You know, I think I think them putting it over their shoulder galls me even more. You know, for some reason, I just—it's a belt. Put it if you're gonna be a jabroni who wears it out in public. Put it around your goddamn waist. You know? There you go. Yeah. There you go. And, and you know, this, right. this always hold on. This leads me to a question: If you're a wrestling champion and you're coming down to the ring and you have a belt and you wear a robe, do you wear the belt over the robe or under the robe? That's a great question, man. This, I've seen it done both ways, but I think you put it under the robe. That way, when you in professional wrestling, I do. That way, when you open your robe and you reveal it, man, you're letting them know, right? Right there, they already know you're the champion. The, the, you, when you come down that aisle, they need to know you know you're the champion, and, mm-hmm. and they'll know that. And you've got that robe on it. So if you wear a robe, uh, that little bit of arrogance and that that showmanship, and, and, and then when you come down there and you open that robe, and there it is. There's the world's heavyweight title. That's just my opinion. What do you think? Um, I agree with you because. First off, title belts should almost always be on a smug heel, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. just by necessity, by nature. Mm-hmm. Also, I can I I don't even know if I ever actually saw this, but imagine Rick Rude is champion somewhere. Don't you yeah. think he would come down with it under his robe so he could do the full reveal? Yes, that that's exactly what was running through my mind. I had mm-hmm. two people running through my mind, and that was that was one of them right there because that's that's delivering that package, that arrogance, that you know, here it is. When I take this off, you're going to see the not only the demand, you're going to see the belt. Yeah. That I, you know, I'm going to defend this belt. You know, I am the man, and I am going to defend this belt. And and now you get to see it. So that's why I'm saying when they're coming down that aisle, you know, it's not over their shoulder if they have a robe on. It's not outside the robe if they have a robe on. That doesn't pertain to people not wearing robes. I'm just saying. Yeah. But with the people with the robes, it needs to go under the uh, robe. Then when you do the big reveal in the middle of the ring, when you're getting introduced to the millions of people around the world or whatever. Uh, there you are with the belt around your waist as the champion in the middle of the ring. So there's that. Speaking of champions, yes. number four was a champion of the world at one time, and he had a great saying, and I, I tell you, I'm just going to let you do this one because 
there was a reason why he was the, a great champion. What was it, Jerry? Well, the reason he was a great champion is because he was the best there is, he was the best there was, and he was the best there ever will be. And we're talking about the catchphrase of the excellence of execution, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes, that's a good one, man. That's a good one right there. And see, there's another guy. He comes to the ring. The belt is around his waist with the jackets on and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he puts the sunglasses on the kid and then he gets up there and no matter what they're saying and he hits his mark by doing his interview and he says it, you know, I'm the best there is, the best, you know, he does it and it, and it gets over and it got over. And like you said, the excellence of execution, man, what a combination of wording right there. It's just great. I, I think sometimes uh, maybe Bret Hart people didn't think, I don't know, maybe he didn't think he got the credit he deserved as a champion. I certainly do. I think he was a great world champion, man, because I think he was a tremendous wrestler. Uh, but that, his wrestling ability speaks for itself. Yeah. And work ability. Uh, great, uh, body. Didn't have to have, he wasn't overly big and he wasn't small. He had a really good body. Uh, not overly muscled, but very muscle toned. And he had that good talk. And like you said, doing that and always ending it with, because I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. You know, he had that going so he could talk. So once again, we're talking about someone really got over on all levels. You need to get over on a professional athlete, and that's why he was a world champion, man. And that's a hell of a uh, catchphrase right there, too, because it just there's so many people that just soon as they soon as he would start to say it, they start saying it with them. You know, and that that's one of those things. It's it's a catchphrase for a reason. It catches on. You know, that's right. So, uh, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, that's a good one, man. Well, and Brett, yeah, Brett Hart was a tactician and a technician and everything. I mean, he he said precise things. He did precise moves. The guy was a yeah. was a, a consummate professional. And yeah, I know Canada. I've said some things that have angered you about when I'm <laughs> talking about Bret Hart. But you know, come on. I mean, I've never I've never taken anything away from the man. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying to keep that air clear, Bobby. That, that last time yeah. I got I got kicked out of Canada for that interview, and I, you know, it was just it was all bad. It was all bad. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, let you come back sometime. Sometime, I hope. <laughs> all right, man. Well, you want to move on to number three? I do want to move on to number three, and I'm going to let you lead into this one. And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold said so, man. Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin, right there, man. That line, right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we could use the Austin 316 and so many other, you know, the yells and this and that, which that used to drive me crazy. But, man, when he said, you know, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so, let me tell you, man, that it just that got over. And, again, a, a professional that worked his ass off to get to where he got to uh, physique-wise, uh, uh, work rate-wise, always, always there performing, giving it 100% and looking great. And then also being able to talk at Smack, man, and just get on that microphone and, and uh, talk them into the people, into the building, talk them into buying the pay-per-view, and talk them into just, you know, buying into, like, holy shit, man, this, that's stone cold. And you know why it's true? Because he fucking said it was so. You know what I'm saying? He said it was true. Uh, that Go on, Jeremy, because I'm just going to ramble on if you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's fine. I, you know, so I love pointing out how Stone Cold's career was just – due to kind of his ability to come up with quotable shit on the spot. You're right, that what one just drives me nuts, but almost everything else yeah. is gold, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. We're talking about a guy who was going to be the ringmaster, and then DiBiase jumped ship, so it left them having to do something else, and that's when they came up with the Stone Cold thing, and his catchphrase was going to be, somehow they were going to work in somebody saying what he was doing was cold, and he'd say, no, it's Stone Cold. That was going to be the catchphrase, until he popped, yeah. off, uh, popped off with, and that's the bottom bottom line changing that forever also the austin 316 was an ad lib that was an ad lib 
Um, you know, this was a guy who just kind of, kind of was, and everywhere he existed, they kind of fucked him. And then one day he just stammered his way into greatness almost, or stumbled his way into greatness. And it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Very few people have mic skills and anything else like him. Um, you know, and here's the thing. I always thought he was a great wrestler when he was superstar, uh, you know, Steve Williams back in the day. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always thought he was good. It's just that this is where he really caught it. And that's the bottom line was the perfect ending for him on every interview. Yeah. Yep. That was great. Mm -hmm. Right. Well deserved. He comes in at number three. Let's move on to number two and I'm going to let you introduce number two. Oh yeah. Well, number two, and this one is uh, kind of fun for me because both his dad and his grandfather worked in this territory back in the day, you know, part of the Northern central California to the Bay area. Uh, his grandfather being, uh, you know, high chief Peter Maivia and his father being Rocky Johnson. We're going to go with, can you smell what the rock is cooking by the rock Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. That's a great choice for number two. Yep. The thing is he could probably have any number just mm-hmm. like stone cold. He could have any number, but when he come out there, a number of sayings and catchphrases, cause people, but the one I think most people relate to is when, can you smell what the rock is cooking? And I kind of alluded to it earlier when I said, when the millions and millions around the world tune in, you know, mm-hmm. he just, Man, the thing about it, now looking back, we when he says most electrifying, you know, that's the thing. He's electrifying, man. Yes. I mean, we talked about him last week, you know, on a Hollywood episode or a couple weeks back an episode. You could do a top ten, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, catchphrases or whatever, same stuff, Stone Cold. But uh, I think most people, it, it resonates is, is can you smell what The Rock's cooking, man? Because um, I've seen that on so many different things, you know, that people turned it into something else. But but it all goes back to him saying, can you smell The Rock's cooking? You know, and that, that's just some good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Uh, I don't know what more to say other than he's the biggest action star, yeah. if not biggest movie star in the world right now. So, uh, you know, how he comes in at number two is because... Uh, it's our list and we hope you enjoyed our list and we tried to go a little bit different outside of, you know, what everyone else is thinking sometimes, even though a lot of people, you know, wrote us about these, uh, and if you go to the YouTube, there's other things out there. They're going to come with, oh, top this, top that. Well, ours is, you know what? Ours, you know, mm-hmm. so That's right. uh, we got the rock at number two for a reason. So can you smell what the rock is cooking? Comes in at number two on our list. Anything else about the rock, Jeremy? Cause we've got something new we're going to bring up today, uh, before we go into our number one. That's right. Well, let me see here. Is there anything else about the rock? Um, he just got married, biggest action star in the world. Probably the most charismatic person in a wrestling ring since uh, Dusty Rhodes and superstar Billy Graham. Um, yeah. Except for maybe one other person who we're still going to get to. But no, Bobby, let's talk about the new thing we're going to talk about. Oh, the new thing? I don't even have a new thing. I think Tex has a new thing. I've seen a picture of him uh, wearing it. I've seen him wearing it. The Pin Me, Pay Me t-shirt, man. I want to get one of these bad mofos, man. I think it's tough. Um, it's... Uh, the Pin Me, Pay Me t-shirt. That's what it is. It, you can get it any color. It, it's uh, it's just nice. I, I've yet to get one. I do know this. You can now get them. They're $20. You can get any color. I hit my microphone again. I'm going to kick that motherfucker in just a second as soon as we get off there and stomp a mud hole through it. Teach but, it a lesson. <laughs> but anyway, at tinyurl.com backslash pin me shirt. Again, folks, I know several people have asked me about it because I didn't know where to get it at myself, and I won't get me one, and I hope you do too. It's tinyurl.com backslash pin me shirt. And as for that shirt, uh, maybe we need to put a picture of a uh, text up there again. He was, he was with one of our listeners, uh, Chad. They took a picture down in uh, Charlotte a couple weeks back. 
when I met Tex back in April at the uh, show there, uh, we took a picture. He had the T-shirt on there. Uh, maybe we have to get Tex to be a supermodel or something. I don't oh. know, but it's a nice looking shirt. We'll get a picture up. Maybe on the, uh, if we can, Jeremy, let's put a picture up on the, uh, Bell to Bell, uh, podcast page on Twitter if you don't care. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a great. I'll try idea. to find that one of Tex, uh, Tex and I'll try to repost it on my site as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's the, the new Pin Me Pay Me t shirt. It's available at tinyurl.com backslash pin me shirt. And again, um, I, I'm not pushing and peddling T-shirts. I have my Bobby Blaze shirts. I'm out of them right now. I'm not trying to push things for just Jeremy. I'm pushing things for his show We and for Tex as well. We just get a small kickback out of this. If you go there and pay the $20, um, I, I know we get just a small percentage, and we just kick that back into the show. We haven't offered this before. We're offering it now. So go get one because I know I'm going to get me one. Um, and, and that's all I can say about it, Jeremy. Anything else about it before we go into our number one? Well, this is... Um... This is kind of born out of a conversation me and Texas randomly had like late last year or early this year. And I was like, oh, we need some kind of graphic or something for this. And then all of a sudden, like a couple hours later, I get in my email like 14 different versions of these logos. <laughs> and because uh, Texas is fast when it comes to turning around graphics. I mean, he is on top of shit every time. Um, so I made the shirts, I bought one just so I could try it out. And then Tex and I talked and he bought one and he's worn them to a handful of shows now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he got his in blue. I got mine in red. Uh, they look good. They're available in like 20 different colors and they're available in several sizes, a bunch of different style cuts. Um, if you want to help support the show and want to help just Bobby get, get the word out about his books and about himself, buy the shirt, you'll do us all a great favor, but also you'll look stylish and you'll probably get laid in it. Yes. And speaking of stylish, we're going to move on to number one right now. How about that? Because when you walk that aisle, styling and profiling look like only the nature boy can. Custom made from head to toe, a limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Woo! To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Woo! Number one, Ric Flair. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. What do you think, Professor? Uh, well, there is nobody quite like Ric Flair in the world, is there? No, um, there isn't. No. Nope. He's got the Ric Flair drip now. He's still getting over. Yep. He, <laughs> He's um, in rap songs. <laughs> well, he, you know, Ric Flair was great on a mic. Uh, everything he said just talked himself up to such a way that he was the legend he pretended to be. I mean... The dude was great in the ring. He was great on a mic. He had, he had a way of turning phrases. I mean, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I, this is still like the nature of a lawsuit right now between him and the WWE, I guess. Um, yeah. This, this was a great catchphrase, but you know, all of his catchphrases were great. I mean, Space Mountain yeah. was a great one. I was going to say Space Mountain, baby. I was just listening to the radio show the other day out of Charlotte and they, they was talking about the nature boy in there, uh, uh, on the John Boy and Billy show. They said, hey, Ric Flair, man, hey, Space Mountain, it might be the oldest ride in the park, but it got, it has the longest line. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a 60 minute man. Woo! And I can go all night long. Mm -hmm. so, you, you've been working on your Flair impression, haven't you? Uh, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I was working on it because I wanted to tell you this story and I'll kind of wrap up the show up oh, this. Okay. I'll let you post out after this. So I hope you liked our top 10. I think it was a great top 10. I think it was a fun top 10. And I just want to tell you, I had to do this. Uh, so the night I wrestled Roddy Piper, 
okay, when he comes out and said, this kid thinks he's Ric Flair, okay? So I had the bleach blonde hairs happen back in uh, 90 or so, 90, 91, uh, with WWF TV, and Piper walked by me and seen me. I told that story. I tell it in a book uh, about the Roddy Piper story. But when he comes by me, he said, hey, kid, are you working tonight? I said, I don't know yet, you know. He said, you here come with me. We do the thing. I go, we go into a bathroom together. He says, listen, I got an idea for you. Can you stay right here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And at that point, I'm in the back of an arena in the back of a bathroom waiting on Roddy Piper. And I don't know what the hell is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But just a couple minutes later, man, the bathroom door opens up. And then walks the nature boy, Rick Flair, right there in front of me, man. And uh, so uh, Piper says, hey, Rick, you know, I, I introduced myself, of course. I said, hey, how you doing? I'm Bobby Blaze. Bobby Blaze Medley, actually, I said back then. Uh, because you couldn't use your real name on WWF TV. And I said, that's my gimmicks, Bobby Blaze. But, you know, he goes, uh, you know, he already knew who he was, but he's still Ric Flair, you know. So uh, Piper says, I think this kid, you know, looks like, yeah, I think we can pull off this gimmick out here because they was doing chair matches. And so Flair goes, uh, well, c- can you do it? And he goes, so I go, whoo, I'm a kid stealing, wheeling, dealing, jet flying, son of a gun. Woo! And I did it, you know. And uh, and Flair looks at me and he goes, that's pretty good, kid. And uh, he goes, uh, one thing is don't don't forget to turn your head when you take that face bump. And he, and he pointed to his nose, you know. And uh, I shook his hand. I thanked him. And he and as I was walking out the door, I was thanking Piper. And I was like, man, damn, I'm getting a wrestle right, Roddy Piper. I just met Rick Flair and I got to do I got to do an impersonation of the Nature Boy, and and, and the Nature Boy said to me, "That's a pretty good, that's pretty good kid, but you're no Ric Flair." <laughs> <laughs> so, woo, I'm gonna get better at it. <laughs> that's that's an awesome story. Um, that is a great story. That would that would be like as as somebody who grew up watching wrestling, I, you must have been ready to shit your pants that night because you're like, okay, so I'm wrestling Piper. I just shook hands with Flair. I, I could walk outside, get hit by a car right now, and not give a shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, is... another great episode, Professor. Yeah. Uh, this man. this was a great topic. I am glad we did this one. I, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, yeah, God damn. There's some good stuff. You know, and here's the thing. We barely scratched the surface of catchphrases in pro wrestling. Right. Yeah. Right. So many uh, more. Well, we had to come back to it, maybe. You never know. But yeah. we did get another episode out of this, maybe with the uh, reasons we love uh, the Macho Man. You know, like I said, we. Hey, let me just close out with that story. I hope you enjoyed it. It's true. Uh, follow me on Twitter at BobbyBlade744. Follow the professor at the Geek of Cast. Or follow the joint account at Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter. And also, don't forget our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com backslash video and uh, subscribe to our channel there. We appreciate it. And the only thing I'm going to say before you close it out, Professor, is this. Everyone out there, just take care of each other. Show some, lo- show some love, man. Be good to one another. And uh, just try to do your best every day that you can and, and have a great week. Thank you. Tex, the Carolinas are lucky to have you. Don't worry about having to take time off. You're doing you're doing more important shit than keeping us afloat right now. You know. And then for myself, for Bobby Blaze, for Tex. Bye-bye, everybody.